right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. We're here to entertain, offend, and defend anybody and everybody. We're just a couple of crotchety old farts that have a bad habit of speaking the truth, but won't let a few facts get in the way of a good old-fashioned story. We believe in America and Americans, and if this is not for you, well, then I suggest you change the channel now. We still believe in freedom of speech, and we'll rub your face into the cow pie of reality. We will make you scratch your head or scratch your ass, hopefully not at the same time. Without further ado, my cohort in crime is none other than the man of men, Don the Predator Fry. And yes, his uh, his, his beautiful you. Quinn is making her cameo appearance yep. yet tonight. That is a, a, a just art just so you know. Quinn is Don's uh, uh, dog right there, and uh, but the the love of his life. Yeah. So, and uh, and I, his trusty sidekick, Dan to be Severn. So, and tonight's guest is Art Jimerson from. He's got a boxing background, but then also been involved in the, one of the very first UFC events ever taking place, and he, he came out there representing the world of boxing, but it's nothing like what you folks have seen currently in the product line there because today's mixed martial arts, you see them, it's a very polished product. They all have those mixed martial arts gloves, but Art was part of that NHB no-hose-barred era where the only two rules that he had to abide by was no biting, no eye gouging. And coming from that boxing style, background. Style versus style back then. Yeah, style versus style. And Art, coming from the boxing world, he, he came out wearing one glove. So that he had, was that your jabbing glove or was that your power glove that you, that, that, that you had on? Uh, first, I want to say thank you guys for allowing me to be on your show. I really, I'm really, really humbled by it, man. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I'm very big fans of both you guys, man. I want to uh, give reverence to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanking him for even being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, it was crazy, man. You see one. Uh, nobody knew what to expect. We didn't know. You know, it's the first one. So, so basically, um, I didn't want to hurt my uh, my jab hand because again, you know, I had a big fight coming up. But um, it was like it was all new. So no, nobody knew what to do. What was going on? So I mean, we're okay. I, I would have to go back to actually look at the match. So are you a southpaw or are you a normal? Right-handed power hitter. I'm, 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 yes, yes. I'm orthodox. I'm orthodox right-handed. So what happened? Okay. So that, then, um, then you had yeah. your, you had your glove on your left hand. That that's for yeah. for jabbing with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. The, 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 the key was, I went in there thinking that um you know uh, I can soften him up with the jab and hopefully you know knock him out with the bare hand, but it all backfired on me. You know. So um again uh, I went in there with a plan and uh, again uh it was like it was like uh you know. Wasn't no YouTube, wasn't no Google. So really went under the, you know, find out. I could look up Miss Martial Arts or Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Well, Hoyt's Gracie. I could look up anything because 1993. So basically, right. um, I had, um, you know, um, I had been, I had been told from different people what to expect. But you know, it was like, like apples and oranges. It's like, you know, it was like a, a fish out of water. Nobody knew what they were doing. You know, nobody knew. Yeah, well, just like we said, there wasn't the internet wasn't there. 
Yes, right. You know, fast forward to today, I can look you up, I can Google your name, and I yes. can see all this different material on you today from all these boxing matches. I I I would know you better than you know yourself if I if I had the time to study that. But back then, the internet was not there. You didn't have nothing, and and you would a lot of people don't realize this at the at the fighter meeting because it wasn't a way in because there's no weight classes. Yeah. So it was at the at the UFC's fighter meeting, you would meet the other seven men because women weren't competing at this time. You'd meet the other seven men at that time. It was set up as an eight-man format. And they I know at, at the, my first UFC they simply had eight balls put into a bingo ball machine that they spun wow. around. And when they spun out and, and if the first Ball came out, it might say Art Jimerson. So they put Art Jimerson number one, and then would spin the spin the machine again and pop on up, and it'd be uh Hoist Gracie. And then you simply find out less than 24 hours before you're supposed to fight this person, you you finally have a name. That's it. But just like you said, there is no internet to look up. You're just trying to find out, okay, we're What's the, what can I find out here in the next 24 hours or less? What background and what I have to prepare my game plan because it it's was nothing to, but the telephone. What well, well, it's hard, it's hard to have a game plan for when you know it's unlimited time. There's no rounds, it's just right. one long round until somebody is on unconscious, whether that's a knockout, whether it's a choke out, or whether you're Corner throws the towel, and those were the only three ways that you could stop a match at that time period. Well, tap, I know it, took, it took John McCarthy um, like one or two shows to simply say that he is right there on top of the action watching it, and your corner could be on the other side of the cage, and, and you, you can't see really what's what's happening. And, he, and that was one of the first rules is that the referee had the right to stop a match. So also, also you can also tap out. What happened was that um I had I hadn't lost in three years. I had a fifteen fight. I had a fifteen fight winning streak. So going into this tournament, there's no way I could lose. I mean, you know, a boxer. Come on, man. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, even in the, in the game Street Fighter, you see, you know, where the guys are fighting each other, different arts. So I had no idea. Um, who I was fighting or or, or you know what what was jujitsu, but I knew in my heart. Uh, not losing for three years and having a uh, you know getting ready for a title fight, I was just I was just so excited about you know about any, any, any kind of a challenge. So it was like a real really good challenge for me, and uh, I just went there like blindfolded. I just went there blindfolded, and uh, you know uh, Hoist did what he had to do. I mean I would have did the same thing too, but uh, I just I was really surprised and I was really shocked by um, you know once we got into the octagon what to expect. So yeah. um, where, where, where were you living at, at this time frame there, Art? Where were you living and, and where were you doing the training at your, your boxing yeah. stuff like that? Where were you yeah. at? I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. At the time, uh, I've been traveling a lot, uh, you know, fighting, uh, you know, fighting. And uh, what happened is that uh, I got a call from Art Davey uh, saying they're looking for a boxer. At the time, I was ranked number seven in the world. And uh, I had just just knocked out the number uh, seven guy in the world. So basically, I was on, I was on a high, man, I was. And, um, we just fought uh in St. Louis, so uh, when this fight came came came, came across, um, you know, I, I talked to my managers about it. But my manager was like, you know, it's up to you if you want to do it. They told me it wouldn't be on my boxing record, so they say, you know, you do it, it won't be on your boxing record. But uh, basically, it's just a, you know, it's it's, it's, it's uh, like an exhibition fight. 
So I said, well, who am I fighting? He said, you're fighting the smallest guy in the tournament. He can't punch. You know, he, he had no boxing experience. And basically, um, you know, I said, oh, cool. Of course you'll do it. So they um they offered me at first, you know, they offered me 10000 just to get into the tournament, 10000 And uh, when I found out how about Burke was, uh, I pulled out. I said, I didn't want to do it because um I had, I had a life. I had a career. So they said, well, look, we'll give you 20000 So they, they doubled it for me. And um, after, you know, after, you know, we get some type of background about who Hoist was and what to look forward to, I thought, you know, no way in the world this guy can beat me because there's no way in the world he can give me, a, a, you know, a, on the ground. I thought, again, like I said, you know, apple oranges, I'm trying to figure out, uh, use my jab, uh, you know, I use my boxing style to, sure. beat, to defeat this guy. And, um, you know, until, until reality sits in, you really don't know to get in that ring, man. The guy's kicking at you. You're like, what, what is he doing kicking at you? I'm telling the referee, referee, he's cheating. You know, but again, uh, my wires are all mixed up because I, I'm, I, I didn't, I'm, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And, um, you know, that's history. Well, let me, okay, you, um, and refresh my mind, were you wearing boxing shoes at the time? No, uh, yeah, I was. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, was, yeah. did did they, because they allowed you to wear these shoes, were there any restrictions that you could not kick or? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. But and, so, and, and this is something that happens in the meeting in the beginning. We, there was a really big uh, 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 uproar because um, me, Ken Shamrock, all the guys complaining because you know we couldn't kick if we wore shoes. I understand that you know because they're the right. shoes. But um, you know, um, going to this tournament, like I said, nobody knew what to expect. First one ever, and um. I had, you know, had my man said that, you know, I just walked through a couple of jabs and, you know, soften them up and, you know, just try to trick them to, you know, run into something I can hurt them. And uh, all of us, you know, had our own game plan, what to do and what to expect. But I think nobody, once, once we got in there, only the Gracies knew what was what to expect. Because again, it's just, it's their, they're promoting the show. I mean, the, the, his brother, Horian, is the one that's running the whole thing. They're all doing it together. So they kind of knew what, what to expect, but we didn't. So, we went in a blindfolded, and again, um, I just wish I had more. I wish I had. I wish I went in there with more um, expertise on what I was looking, what I was about to face. Because again, I, well, I, I didn't know. Well, you brought you brought up a couple of things that I'd like to ask you a question on there. I mean, well, because uh, I mean, I wore wrestling shoes yes, my entire wrestling. life, and when okay. I said that I would like to wear. My wrestling shoes in. They told me, "Well, you will allow you to wear wrestling shoes, but you cannot kick or stomp." And I'm thinking, yes, "I'm okay with that because <laughs> I don't kick or stomp anyway." So, but right. I know that it would give me some really good traction on that yeah. rubberized vinyl type surface there in order yeah. to shoot takedowns and things of that nature. But then also, that's how you can get a good foot planted to, to throw a nice yeah. overhand right, things of that yeah. nature to twist and throw the power shot. So it makes sense where you would like to wear those shoes, and you really weren't losing nothing in that in your fighting hour. So because you don't kick, you don't stomp there in the first place. So it right. was it was so unique because of that style versus style because they always kept showing all these various judo, jujitsu, taekwondo, boxing, kickboxing, muay thai. I mean, they just kept throwing all these different types of disciplines and they were wondering what would reign supreme. All right. But you brought up a name of Orion Gracie. Now, do you do you believe that Horian Gracie should have been the matchmaker? Um, you know what? I mean, the way they did it was so masterful. It was so masterful. I mean, they did it to the point where 
you know, they had that other um things like T's cross and I dot. I mean, they they did it great, man. They did a great job promoting it. They did a great job of um, you know, uh, uh it was great jujitsu, you know. So uh I have nothing against I mean they did what they had to do, but um I think let me ask you a question. If you put Hoist in a box ring, what happens? You know, uh, under my rules, you know. So yeah, no, no. Again, it, it, it's, a, it's a whole different story at that point in right, time. I right. mean, th but but that's where, again, I, are I come from a farming background, and yes, and sir. I have I have a lot, a lot of uh, uh, farm boy type analogies. And one of the analogies I, I would come up with is you don't allow the fox inside the hen house <laughs> because like you're going to be missing some hens and you're going to be yeah. missing some 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 <laughs> eggs along the way there. And that's yeah. where it's like going. It's like I give all the credit to Art Davy in the fact that yeah. he was a businessman. Yes, came up with this crazy concept, and the fact that he was able to pull it off because there were so many, so many people coming after him trying right. to shut this down because they yeah. didn't want it. And you being involved in that very first one that was held where Denver, Colorado. 1993. Yep. Denver, Colorado. I mean, Colorado, actually, people don't understand. Denver, Colorado is mile-high elevation. A lot of athletes don't realize when they go there, when you, you better be prepared because yep. the, the air is a little bit thinner, you know. Yes. Cardiovascular you know, is going to come into play. Yeah, but, you know, I was, I was used to that. As a boxer, right, Denver, Colorado, I, 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 I probably lived there because that's where the amateur boxing uh, program is. For the for the amateur boxing, so basically, I was there like every month. I was one of the top fighters in the world as an amateur. Oh, really? So well, no. Yeah. Were, were you at Were you at the Olympic Training Center? Because I know they had a really yeah. big boxing contingent yeah. Yeah. at the Olympic Training Center in yeah. Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there. I was there like every year because I was ranked in the top. I was ranked in the top four back in nineteen ninety three. I won the national Golden Gloves. So uh, I was there, I was there like every month, man. Get ready for uh, fight against Russia, fight against Germany. So it was international. So it was the uh, Olympic training camp. So I, I was used to that type of uh, atmosphere. But uh, I, again, what got me was the fact that uh, I just didn't know what to uh, expect going to this um, Oscar I had no idea. Well, well you, oh, would you, you, if you, you do, do it again, would you wear the same glove? Or, or would you wear... You know what? <laughs> no, no, no. I think this time if I do it, there'll be no gloves. But at the same time, I think I have to have more... Um, you know, uh, ground training for you know how how to sprawl, how to uh, get out of different um, you know, um, different takedowns because I, I didn't know what takedown was. I didn't know what sprawl was. I didn't know nothing was because again, uh, this is the first time uh, you know uh, it was introduced to the world. I, mean, I think they did a great job uh, on their part. To, um, you know, to, I won't say what these were suckers in, but you know, uh, I mean, man, it was so awesome the way they bought us to Denver. They gave us the red carpet. I mean, we had we had sweets. We had uh, Lobsters. I mean, we, they had they had uh, I mean, they had they really took care of us, man. But then, uh, what do they say? Fattening chicken up for the for, for the for the fox. How did how they say it? Uh, uh, oh. uh, that, for a slaughter, yeah. Well, it's yeah. typically <laughs> they're, they're fattening up the, the chicken for the kill. Is what they're doing. They're making you yeah. making you nice and comfortable, and it's where yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So so they had they had it going. But again, again, uh, I think uh, I think they did a great job, and this was like the first one ever. So I think I think even hoist was kind of, you know, nervous in a way where he didn't know what to expect from me because I went out there. If you watch the fight, I went out there, I went out there and I tried to, like, you know, I did a couple of feints, a couple of jabs. When he started kicking at me, that's what kind of like, threw me off because, you know, who's going to kick him? I'm a boxer. So I'm using people throwing punches at me, not kicks. 
I was like, referee, like, referee, you know, what's going on? He's kicking at me. But my wife's all screwed up, man. So then finally, I figured, you know what? I'm going to get on my bike and try to lateral move and kind of, you know, try to avoid the kicks. And um, then he fainted up and went down and took me down, took, took my legs out of, out from under me. That's when I was like, yeah. oh, I'm in trouble now. So once I got on my back, I was like, oh, I just, I didn't know what to do. Well, again, well, you you were out of your element at that point. I mean, yeah. if you're on your feet, you're in your element because you know how to move around, you know how to clinch. And yes, knowing sir. that yeah. typically uh, the referee's going to end up uh, eventually separating the two. And, and that's what he did do a, a few different times when you guys got up against like the cage right. walls or stuff like that, yeah. that they would, yeah. he would separate you. Then, then you could go back to action. Yeah. I Even early on in my career, I just kept look, looking at, okay, I need to learn how to do at least some type of a thrust kick because a leg is longer than an arm. And I kept yes. thinking, I'd rather be, I'd rather keep my hands up towards my head here, but I'll keep throwing out like a jabbing type of a leg just to kind of right. keep somebody honest right there so they don't get it too, they don't feel too comfortable getting close there to start right. popping and stuff like that. Because again, right. the sport, the sport with each and every show, there started to be this evolution of the athlete themselves. You had you start learning you know, the game, you know, everybody it's America. You learn what it is and you take it over, you know, you become yeah. the at it. And that's what happened. You know, they they in within two shows, you know, he started taking lumps, and then the third show he took a lot of lumps. And then the yeah. fourth show he started getting his butt kicked. I mean you put the boots to him for what, fourteen minutes, you know, before you before you got caught. I mean, yeah. you know, to where uh, finally, they pulled it out. They said, "Okay, we're the greatest uh, fighting style in the world. We don't need to prove it anymore." You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah, again, you could say, "How would someone like that fare?" But but, but then you know, they, they brought, like, how would a dance ever fare in today's mixed martial arts? And you know, they they, they always say that I would just just be I, I'd be eaten alive by a lot of these new up and comers. I'm thinking you can't. It's hard for have to take take you and say if if you could take you at your prime and then throw you in this modern day type era, how would you match up against this person that person there's all kinds of hypotheticals that they'll they'll put but it's kind of going those opportunities weren't there i would say i always i always i love to tell people that uh it's like me having you know one one weapon like a gun right i got a gun right pick them hoist with a grenade a gun a bow and arrow so he had so many so many uh weapons whereas uh i'm only taught you know you know one one i have one gun but then here you come a guy with, with this jujitsu and uh and he got all different arch takedowns and he's got a, a knife a gun a, a, a grenade so it was like uh I just I didn't know what to expect. So once once he came in and got me on the ground, I just you know I just thought to myself. And if you look if you look at the tape again, if you look at the fight. I tried to get out of it. I tried to roll over, but I remember uh, John McCarthy, you know, telling me, "All right, whatever you do, don't let him get to your neck." So I remember just hearing that in the back of my head, like, "Don't give him too much space where he can get my neck." But I did grab him. I tried to hold on to him. And like I said, if I could have got hoisted to go one on one with me with my hands, it'd been a whole different story. But you know, he, he did what he had to do. You know, so I mean, I, I have I have no. No, uh, no, um, no. Have no uh, anything say anything bad to say about him or what he did. He did what he had to do to win. I'm, I'm proud sure. of. Him. Oh, it was brilliant, brilliant on their part. You know the marketing. Yeah. And the idea, I mean, fucking brilliant. I mean, billionaires. You know, yeah, and I, I love the fact you know, and you you got both you guys coming behind me. You know, doing what you guys did, man. I'm so so 
uh, 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 proud of you guys, man. You guys came back and not only did you show that, you know, what, how, how you beat the art, but also how to overcome it because you guys had some wars, man. And you guys, again, I, I see you guys somewhat as boxers too in a way because you guys did stamp and fight when we had to fight. When it came to the ground game, you got to get, get down in the mud with them. So I was, I'm so well, proud of you. Our option, put it this way, you're, you're, you're confusing me with Don Fry right now. Don Fry was <laughs> that guy that he would sit out there and bang away, bang away, bang away, like going, no, 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 no. He was in a lot of those highlight matches that uh, I think people got confused because they, they saw they saw this other mustache guy like there, and they, they thought it was me. No, it was not me. It was, it was Don Fry out there. He was... Uh, they just, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, they had to protect just, that money maker is, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there you I, go. I, 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 I basically tell people that I, I really was, I was still like that one trick pony myself. I was just that grappler, and uh, that was what my ability was. Yeah, but you beat the I, hell out of people with that wrestling. You know, you proved, you proved that in all the different styles of martial arts, wrestling is superior. You know, all right. Let's talk about uh, you know some of the things that that you do currently right now. What uh, yes, what yes. preoccupies your your life? Yeah, all right. So once I <laughs> once I retired from I traveled so much, man. But once I retired from boxing, uh, I moved to California and uh, I got hired by the UFC gym. They hired me as a trainer, a boxing trainer. So cool because um, it's like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? What, I'm what location? The, uh, what, what location were you at? Uh, the I was I was at the one in Rosemead. Also, I was the one in Torrance. So I did them for like years, and now uh, I do personal training. I mean, because at the time when I was doing it, man, I was making really good money, but I was making more money doing private classes. So basically, I didn't want a conflict a conflict of interest because working at the gym, like I said, um, you know, I was I was I was, I was on a payroll, but at the same time, I had so many students outside saying, "All right, you know, I want to train you one on one, not in the gym." So. Um, I decided to just go ahead and just do my own thing outside of the UFC gym. And um, so when Bump Hayes with them, I just uh, 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 do now, I do all personal classes uh, at people's homes all over California. Well, again, that's where, well, was that during, uh, well, again, like when, when COVID hit, I mean, the, the gym industry got shut down yeah. for a couple of years there to where, I mean, it was just a chokehold on, on the gym industry yeah. across the United States. So how did you survive you know, during, during that time frame? It was so cool, man. My my clients again, like I said, uh, for some reason I got more I got more clients. <laughs> Once COVID hit, yeah, because I work for a company called, but so I do private clients. But I work for a company called Coach Up. Coach Up, go out and find clients for you. It's a company owned by Steph Curry, the basketball player. And Steph Curry, not just boxing, it's baseball, football, basketball, all kinds of sports. But they'll do their find you clients and the clients uh come. They're like the middleman. So I've been with them for about the last uh five years. So um, being with them, uh, not only get clients through them, but also get clients again uh, with, with my with my my ads and my promotion. And so what happened is that um, when COVID hit me, I got so many people coming. I had to like turn people away because I mean, people want me to come to their homes, you know, uh, you know, anywhere just you know, get in shape. And then uh, the good thing about it was that about three years ago, I was um, I got I got an email from um, a guy over in Kuwait, the Middle East. And uh, they wanted to hire me as a, as, a, as a boxing trainer, a head trainer of a gym that was just opening up in the Middle East, a place called Kuwait. So uh, I thought it was a joke, man. I did. So I said, oh, guys, you know, FaceTime me. Let me see who you guys are. So they FaceTime me. They had me the wedding outfits. Oh, man, the coolest guys in the world, man. So with me being a Christian, I was like, we're well, a Muslim country. 
I prayed about it. I went and asked my pastor about it. My pastor, all right, you know, it's your decision. So I prayed about it. I felt like it was okay for me to go. So 18-hour flight, get over there, man. And uh, I was like Mike Tyson. People came over there, man. They, the news thing, they put the big stories out about me. And uh, we packed the place. We packed the place up. And I was over there for almost a year. And I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And uh, best paying job in the world. Oh, and, they, uh, they, they treated you really good, though. Huh? My goodness. It was so cool, man. I mean, even now, they want me to come back. But um, to the point where, you know, once... Um, you know, all this political stuff went on, and also with everything going on now, I had to get back home because I don't know what was going on. You know, with uh, with what's going on with the world now. But the Kuwaitis are the best, man. These people are so awesome, and uh, we opened up a, we opened up a brand new gym downtown. We had like lawyers and doctors, had a lot of people, uh, you know, upper class people, uh, training out of the gym. And man, it was just that is great. So I was a, I was one of the head trainers there, and uh, I mean, I had so much fun, you know, learning their language, also learning learning the the the, the, the lifestyle. I mean, man. The food and the, the culture and learn how to speak their culture and learn how to just, you know, respect their, um, you know, their values and their ways. They would pray three times a day. And then they had the, the loud prayer over the whole country at, at three, like five yeah, times the, a day. The speaker know? system. So, yeah. The speaker yes, system. Yeah. Yes. So I, I was like, so, I, so again, um, I learned so much over that. I was, you know, it was, it was so cool. And, um, I mean, they pay for everything. Paper. I mean, I mean, uh, um, um, travel, they pay for, I mean, everything was like, First class, and um, I didn't have to do that. Just, 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 just train. It was so cool. So, uh, and again, like I said, we're still friends. We talk to uh, uh, WhatsApp. We go, we still talk to WhatsApp, and I have some of the best friends over there, man. That I've had, I mean, I've met over there, and these guys are so awesome. And well, uh, is, is there is there a chance that you might end up going back to a different time, yeah. just for a little bit of training here, a little bit of training there, just to help? Yeah, uh... it's just a thought about it. Just that, like I said, with with with. Everything going on now in the Middle East, I I don't know how um, safe it will be, you know, because sure. um, and the thing about it, uh, but uh, we still to keep in contact with each other, and uh, like I said here, man, I just love the fact that uh, you know, I mean, I'm a lot of guys with her. <laughs> it's a, a great story. I got older, and um, again, uh, they know who, they kind of everybody knew who I was because again, I fought in the first UFC. So um, when I got there, and um, I had a roommate, a couple of roommates, but the first roommate when I got there. Uh, I had to wait for my roommate to come. He said he lived in Uzbekistan. I mean, Uzbekistan. And um, his name is Mahmoud. Awesome guy, Mahmoud. He's an awesome trainer. So when I got there, you know, uh, I don't have I don't have being a Christian. People know I'm a Christian. They know that, uh, and I, I try to, you know, I try my best to live, you know, the way a Christian would live. So when he saw me, he said, hey, I can ask you a question. He said, are you a real Christian? I laughed. I said, what do you mean a real Christian? He said, because, you know, people come over here, man, they claim to be a Christian, and they, you know, they do all kinds of other stuff. I said, well, you know what? Nobody's perfect, man. I said, everybody has their own way. I said, yeah, but I said, but, you know, um, I, I don't want to judge nobody by the way they walk or talk. I, I just try to live you know, my life the way God wants me to live. I said, I'm not perfect either. I said, I make mistakes. He said, oh, okay. But it, it was so funny when he asked me that because I thought about uh, how, uh, you know, people see you and, you know, you, you try to do the best you can, you know, and as a person, individual, as a person, anyway, Christian, not Christian, it's just that. You know, you try to walk to walk and talk to walk, talk, but nobody's perfect. So that was one of my funny stories uh, getting over there. Yeah. No, it's, it's good that you, you had that opportunity. And, and I mean, they did it for you just over a year. And, and, and yeah. the fact that they, they loved you and, yeah. and that door is still open to you. So, yes. you know. You know, and I've, I've, been, I've been to Russia, Australia. I've been all over the world fighting. I've been fighting. I mean, when I was younger, uh, even on the amateurs, I've been uh, everywhere, all over the world fighting. It was the first time going over the Middle East. And it was just something different because, like I said, um, this is like the Middle East. It's like, you know, Jerusalem and like, you know, 
Dubai. It's like, oh my goodness, it was so hot. Oh my goodness. I mean, I would, then I, I would leave the house, right? I would leave the, uh, the apartment, and I have an ice cold. Uh, I have uh, ice cold uh, water. I put in the freezer, right? Because it's so hot over there. By the time I get outside, man, across the street, it's melted. It was that hot. It was so hot over there, you know. But um, it was a, it was, a, it was a great experience. Like I said, yeah, I've been to Russia, Australia, all over the world. This is the first time that I really, really felt like, you know, I felt like I didn't really realize how far I was, I was, I was gone until I looked at the map and saw like I'm on the other side of the world. When I said, oh my goodness, what did I just do, right? And um. But they 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 made sure I was safe. They made sure you know anything I needed. They uh, they took care of me. First class, man. First class. I would never say anything bad about the Kuwaiti people. They were so beautiful. They are beautiful people. Nice. No, that's really good. Good to hear. Oh. I mean, what what uh, what 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 preoccupies your time today? What uh, so right what? Now, uh... So right now, I, I, of course, I love church. I love church. I love church. Let me tell you. So, um, it's one a short story. Uh, about uh, about let's see, fourteen years ago now. Fourteen years ago, um, nineteen. I'm sorry, not nineteen. Two thousand nine. My mother, my mother just passed away in St. Louis, and um, broke you know, my mother, my my mom. You know what I'm saying? So she passed yeah. away. Uh, I was going through a lot because you know it's my mom. So sure. That same week, man. Um, going through divorce. Uh, what else? Um, my job. Um. And just so much going on in my life, uh, I had these chest pains. So I go to the hospital, and uh, they look over me and say, "You know, you're in great shape, sir. We don't you know we put you on these machines." And uh, I kept saying I didn't want to leave, right? So finally, they put me on a more advanced machine. Before you know it, the doctors came running back to rip my clothes off. I was having a heart attack. I had a massive heart attack. I died. I actually died right on the table. They had to bring me back with these shockers. But 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 by faith, but by faith, growing up in church, I said, Jesus help me. Before I before I had my last breath, I said, Jesus help me. I saw the most beautiful, the most beautiful city, man. It was so awesome, right? I saw lights everywhere. The Lord grabbed me. I didn't see his face. He grabbed me from behind, held me, and said, I got you. Like my best friend, man. He got me and brought me back. And then my mom said, Arthur, what are you doing here, baby? Go back. So I came back into my body. When I came back into my body, a doctor sent over me. He goes, um, I almost lost you. I almost lost you, but I almost lost you. I said, man, I just saw, you know, I just saw this beautiful city. Man, I thought he liked me, and Jesus helped me. And he's like, he didn't understand, but uh, that was one of the that blew my mind, man. So um, coming back, like I said, um, I just, I try to share my story with people. You know, not everybody, but I try to share it with whoever God wants me to. But this thing is real, man. When it comes to uh, life and death and about heaven and hell and about the Bible, it's so real. So right now, I just love spending time in church. Love spending my time reading the Bible. Also, I just love, uh, you know. Trying to do best I can living in a, in a human as a human being. Also, with uh, my boxing, I try to just try to tell people about eating right and about living right, about also staying in shape, training. Because right now, man, like I said, people America is like obese, man. It's so sad because you know uh, this food ain't no joke, man. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, health ain't no joke. So health is so 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 important. Especially the older you get, you know this, right? So the thing about oh, it, yeah, I, I feel you paying on that one. <laughs> well, I, I have a client right now. My youngest client is six. My oldest is eighty. So my, my eighty year old, I remember he got with me about. Uh, he's been with me for about about seven or eight years now. And once the pandemic hit, we kind of broke up for a minute. We just get back together, and uh, he's one of the top violinists in the world. He played for Michael Jackson. He played for uh, Benjamin Button. He played all the different movies. And uh, when I first got with him, uh, he's like, man, he's overweight. Man, he had. I got different health problems, uh, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. After about six months, man, he went back to the doctor. And the doctor said, man, what are you doing? He said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Right now, all your vitals are back to normal. 
So I, I just love to hear stories like that when it comes to, you know, me being a personal trainer, also seeing the um, the um, results, the results of, you yes. know, my work, work and doing it together. So this this training thing ain't no joke, man. I love the fact that uh, people, you know, they they really, uh, you know, uh, they really want to work with me to um, be the best they can be and, and live the longest life they can live. Healthy life. Yeah, I mean, you, I you, just, you're <laughs> helping them to make a difference in their life. Yeah. With, uh, you're... you're you're adding years to the life, but you're adding quality of life to their years. So yeah, it, it, it's a two-way yeah. street, you know. Just like I just said before, food isn't food. What they, you know, it, it might have the right coloration, it might look the right thing, but when you start reading all those labels, they look at all the chemicals that are put into it, stuff like that. You gotta, yeah. you gotta yes. just gotta be aware of what uh, what you put in your body, what you're drinking, what you're eating, all that kind of stuff. Man, you know? man. Man, and also when it comes when it comes to stress, I mean, even when it comes, I tell a lot of my clients because again, I'm like a bartender, right? They come to me and they tell me all the problems about you know marriage and job and whatever else. Because you know, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm the trainer, so of course, when they're hitting the midst, they're telling me, "Oh, I man, I'm going through, going through that." Of course, I pray with them, but at the same time, I try to just you know release all that stress on, on these midst, man. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure that even when they uh, get through working out with me for an hour, they're they're wired and they're tired. The problem might still be there, but for some reason, it looks better now because all that stress has gone out of them, you know. And that's it. Stress ain't no joke, man. Stress will uh will, will really, you know, it's really bad for you, man. So I just love the fact that uh, I'm able to help people uh, from the age of 80 to the age of six years old, um, just you know, enjoy life, man. Enjoy boxing. Yeah. Well, again, it, whether they're, they're doing boxing or if they're doing any kind of calisthenics yeah. or you know, weight yeah. room or you know, just anything, yeah. even if you know, just get out there, just to take a walk out in the walk. sunshine, walk. you know. Yep. Oh, well, movement. Yeah. A lot of it is just yes, boiled down to just movement and to get that get that blood flowing because we're yes, we're a very yes. sedentary society. We sit all the time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, you're right about that. You're right. You're right. Right. So, but I'm I'm so proud of being a, a trainer. I'm so proud that uh, people really um, you know admire me. Also, you know, I mean, man, it's the point where uh, I got so many clients where, um, like I said, I've turned some of them away. My clients range from Beverly Hills to Encino to um, Torzana. And I, I mean, I was, I was training uh, Roseanne Boston at one time. Roseanne Boston, the actress, especially. I got I got a lot of high class uh, uh, clients, doctors, and lawyers I train. But um, I just love the fact that uh, they really appreciate me, and uh, we have we have fun. It's not just training. I mean, it's to the point where I make it. I mean, by the grace of God, man, uh, when we train, you can see some of the, you can see some of the stuff on you on YouTube. When we train, uh, I give them so many different aspects of boxing, not only the jab and one, two, but also different combinations and different ways uh, guys best me to have a talent to where I can uh, do, do some things uh, creative, creative, creatively where uh, they, they enjoy it. They really enjoy it. No, no, it's, uh, I, I enjoy, well, again, I, I go to the gym every other day um, just for my own personal uh, use, yeah, just because I'm, I'm trying to get in my own uh, workout in because it's, you know, Amen. If you don't put a little bit of time in for yourself, you're you're, you're we're all gonna, as we said before, we're all gonna die eventually. But yeah, you're gonna go a little bit faster if you don't work that body and that mind. You gotta work both. I mean, it's uh, and you have to be careful of the people that you surround yourself with because you're you are a, a product of that as well. So I always tell people if you want to be a little bit more successful. Stay around a little bit more positive-minded, goal-oriented type individuals. They'll 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 yes. help teach you how to. You know, maybe you have to get up a little bit earlier in the morning. Maybe you need to stay up a little bit later at night. Maybe you just you got to stop watching too many YouTube videos and because uh, I mean, 
you know, the, as, as I stated before, the cell phone, it, it's a great tool, but it's also one of the biggest distractions because you, everyone wants to want that, that we're, we, a lot of Americans have, have such a short uh, attention span because they, yeah. they want to watch just this quick little TikTok of this, right. this little uh, Instagram of that, you know, because they, they only have attention span of, of you know, 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> and, and that's something that cool. even... Um, you yep. that uh, Tony, the, the one of the gentlemen that, that helps that app to do the, the, the podcast that that been yep. helping us to try to get all of our yep. stuff put there together tonight. He has to spend a lot of time on you know doing the, the, the editing and stuff like that of all the content of uh, of this material. So we we just kind of shoot it in the can, but then you know when when we say goodbye, he still has hours yet to go for cut, snip, and make this look this way, look look that way. So. That's always yeah. what I could say. A finished product doesn't show you all the work that has to go into the product yes. altogether. You know. Yeah, he, he's an awesome guy. Tony's an awesome guy. I I got a chance to meet him, and he called me, and we talked about doing this, you know, months ago. And I'm so glad that um you guys um you know uh was 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 uh, was, um, was a patient with me. Patient. I mean, I got a lot going on, but uh, no, I've been no, doing. No. It, to me, it's like you you got you you there's there's multitude of reasons why we wanted you on there for a fact of being involved in the UFC, but. You're you're a good person, you know. On top of that, and then we, we would like to bring up people that that have uh, true backbone, and uh, you know they stand they stand by the word. You know they got they've got some grit there behind them. So you you fit all all the categories there are of being that kind of a good good person. So yeah, yeah, you got to be patient with me, and I, I love you guys so much, man. I thank you guys for allowing me to be on your podcast. I've been doing so many podcasts since since it's the thirty year anniversary. Oh my goodness, uh, I got to tell you about I got to tell you about. So they called us up, right? They say the videos on uh, on our uh, YouTube. Um, it's called the um, you know the UFC um, roundtable. It's uh, called UFC roundtable. It's on it's on it's on uh, YouTube. Me, Hoist, all the UFC one partners, Guana Vegas, and um, oh man, the UFC really really they really went above and beyond. Did I they mean, pay? Only, you know, did they? Oh pay? my goodness! Yes, very well. They, <laughs> you know, they paid. Yeah, they did, but very well. They paid it very well. Also. We had like, I mean, seriously, this was like, I mean, like, 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 first class food. They gave us gifts. They gave us a go, go watch this. Here's my go watch right here. So you've seen wow. one on it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, go. They gave, um, they gave us some um, clothes. They gave us um, different. I mean, too many gifts, man. And um, I was so proud to be a part of number one because we got down there. I can't see some of these guys I haven't seen in thirty years. And um, me, Hoist, Zane, um, um. Um, 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 Kim, like, I'm sorry. Uh, um, the, the white guy, the white guy, um, um, no, oh, Keith, no. yeah, uh, Gerard was there. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard was, Gerard was, Gerard Zane Frazier, me, Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, and, um, and, um, my, my, my buddy, plays in Hawaii 5 the Hawaiian guy. Yeah, the the, the white guy wasn't what he, what he a sumo? No, 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 the sumo guy. Yeah, sumo guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't think of his name, but I, I just remember yeah, he getting he, he the, getting face kicked by uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, yeah. the Savat guy. Right, and then and then and it was so cool. Yeah, you, you got to watch the episode, man. It was so cool because we had so much fun, man. I mean, it's called the round table, and we sit sit back and talk about you know what, what it felt like being in being involved with scene one but it was like it was like I mean, it was so special it was like annoying it's like it's like the presence of god was there because we had a chance to actually laugh at this thing well yeah i could say that there should have been probably some good laughs because now you're finally sharing 
some of the, the the feelings that you guys were having. It's like going, what did I get myself into? And it's like going, what what am I, you know? So yeah, right. I, I can understand that totally. It was so cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then like I said, the UFC did a perfect job of the way they did it. Joyce, Joyce, uh, she's one of the uh, editors there, and she did an awesome job for us. You know, uh, um, I mean, it was just so special, man. I mean, it was so. If you guys get a chance to go and see it, it's on YouTube. It's there's just two parts, but um, I was just so happy to be after, after, after watching it and after being involved with it. I'm so glad, you know, because I was so mad at UFC because you know when it first when it first happened, I was so embarrassed because again I hadn't lost in um in three years, had a 55 win streak. So um, when they would call me about doing interviews, I didn't want to do the UFC because I was so mad at them in the first 10 years. So I remember being uh, at a restaurant in St. Louis and um, um, I, I was training a lawyer at the time. I was training a lawyer as a personal trainer and uh, Evander Holyfield, a good friend of ours, he was in town. So I remember uh, we were eating at a restaurant and uh, two guys walked by. This, this, this is like like 10 years after UFC won. Two guys walked by and they, they looked at me and go, uh, Oh my goodness, Evander Holyfield, right? You know, he's a, this is like a, a legend. So he looked over at me and said, "Oh my goodness, Art One Glove Jimerson." I never heard this before, right? I said, "One wow. Glove, yeah." You Art Jimerson, he fought UFC one. Said, "Mr. Holyfield, no disrespect, but can we get a picture with, with Art? He's, we're big UFC fans." That's <laughs> wow. When I, that, that's when I said, "Okay, you know what?" I just, I just, I just gave into it, and, and, and you know, Evander was so cool. Evander said, "Oh, oh yeah, cool. Watch my boy. Take a picture with him." So uh, I remember that happening to me, and now it's to the point where, um, at first, I got you know, because in 1993, you know, there was no internet, so really, once the internet first came out, people were really dogging me out, saying, you know, "I tapped out too early," and you know, I, I was a punk and all kind of stuff, right? But once it um got older and older, I really, uh, people really started seeing, you know, what happened really. Why I tapped out and uh, how how good Hoist was. So I started getting so much fan man, man. I was getting mail mail from the UK, from Australia, from Russia. I mean, even now, I go to my PO box and I got I got I got boxing gloves with money stuffed inside of them saying give me an autograph, right? So I remember a guy uh, on um, social media offered me sixty thousand dollars for the original glove, sixty thousand. Okay, this was years ago. Okay, years ago. And then I remember uh, going to one of the UFC events because I get invited to a lot a, a lot of things. So I got I got invited to a show and I went to the show and um. One of the UFC employees came up to him and said, all right, my friend who works for the UFC said, do not leave here without getting a glove signed by you because he wants a UFC one glove signed by you. So I'm just so um, uh, appreciative of all these years, man, that um, you know people actually do you know, like me. You know what I'm saying? They like me. Not just, yeah. you know, they, at the time, when it first happened, I was so mad because I tapped out. I hadn't lost. It's like, man... You know how how I get how I get involved with this thing called the UFC, so I don't want nothing to do with it. But now it's to the point where, you know, even going to these shows, man, how uh, some of the some of the like like stars, I won't say any names, some of the stars, they want to like a picture with me and like want to hang out with me. So it's like it's so cool, it really is. That's great, man. Well, okay, uh, go ahead there, Don. I said that's great. That's great, man. So 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 we we recently look. So I'm I'm here, right? This is on um on my Facebook page. So recently. I'm, I mean, all right, so I live in California, okay? It's a place called Culver City. It's a Target store, Target. So I'm in Target. I go to Target all the time, right? So I go to Target and I walk in. And usually when I see people with cauliflower ears, I know they're fighters. So I'm, I'm a fighter, right? So of course I know they're fighters, UFC fighters. So usually when I meet them, you know, uh, you know, I tell them who I am. They're like, oh, man, it's so cool to meet you, right? I fought the UFC one. All right, so I walk into Target and um, I see a guy with cauliflower ears, right? So I'm going to approach him, but his bodyguards go back up, man. He's with his family. I said, back up. So I just want to tell the guy I'm a, a fighter also, right? So he turns around, guess who it is? It's Conor McGregor. <laughs> it, it was so crazy, man. It was. 
Kind of turned around, kind of said, hey, man, what's up? Say, man, I'm Oye Jim. Oh, man, Oye Jim said, what's up, man? So we kind of talked for a little bit. And he was there promoting, uh, he had a new, um, a new, um, pain relief or something he was doing for Target. Such a cool guy, man. We talked, man, and uh, like I said, um, we got a chance to, uh, you know, uh, talk on Instagram here and there, but uh, it was so cool to uh, meet him. It was so it was so crazy how that happened, though. I'm in Target. I, mean, I go to Target all the time, right? And I walk in this one time in, in college, I'm like, oh, man, wow, how wild was that, right? And then, you know, it busted, like, you know, him know, know who I was fighting the UFC 1, I was like, you know, wow, it's just crazy, man, being in the right place at the right time, right? You know? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, okay, when when this episode airs, is there a way that people can get in contact with with you if you to get you some other speaking gigs, maybe some other training gigs? Things of that nature. So, if people want to try to reach you, what is the best way for them to reach you? Uh, I'm on Facebook, also on Instagram, on Art Jemerson, on Art Art Jemerson, Facebook or Instagram, either one. Okay, now is it, is it just Art Jimerson or is it One Glove Art Jimerson or is it uh... either one, either one, either one? But right now we're, we're in the process of um of getting a One Glove uh patent. We got a patent basically. So um you know for for different reasons, my lawyer has has has, has done that. So right now on Instagram or Facebook, I'm just Art Jimerson. I might have One okay. Glove on there, but if you put Art Jimerson in, you'll be able to pull me up. Okay. No, again, because any way that we can throw you some more uh, clientele to oh. check you out and to speak to you and to, to get uh, again, you're you're a good man. You got a great message and a man of God. So you know, a good American. So <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but, but I'm really I'm really big fan of both. Yeah, I'm really big fan of y'all, man. So I'm so glad that I know you guys personally. I can brag about you. I remember uh, when, I can remember I called you up one time. I was at, I was with my clients. He's a big fan of you. I called you out of nowhere. Thank you so much for uh, for, for talking to him because he's such a, a big fan of yours. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to call Dan Savage. He's like, yeah, right. I said, watch this. So I called you. He your answer. He was like, oh, man, you do know Dan. Said, yeah, man, Dan's my boy, right? So <laughs> it's just so cool because, you know, I should be giving you some 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 royalties. Because I get so many fans from meeting you guys, telling people I know you guys, man. So it's oh, like, okay. Yeah. That, that, that that's cool there. Well, then Art, unless you got something else you'd like to say, I I know I know we tied you up here for a good hour. I'd like to just you know be be respectful of your time and. Uh, well, well, you know what, what I want to do, if you don't mind, I would like to pray. Just, is that okay? Sure, please. Right, cool. Okay, Father God, come to your presence in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all you done, all you do. Father God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father God, pray for Israel. Pray for Israel, Father. Peace over Israel. Father God, so I pray. Um, you bless um, Dan and Don, Lord, and also myself, Father God. Give us a wisdom, Lord. Also, favor, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for this broadcast being so big, Father God, that they'll be able to give you the glory. And thank you, Father God, for all people that come through this uh, podcast. Father God, thank you for blessing our families and our friends. I thank you, Father God, for your blood, protecting us from all anything, any harmful thing. Father God, bless mercy, mentally, physically, and financially. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Nope, I appreciate you doing that there, Art. And again, all the yeah. best there to you, and, and we'll continue to stay in contact with each other. And, uh, you know, enjoy the rest <laughs> of your evening. All right? I love you guys, man. God Take bless care. you. Take care. Take care. Finally. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share, or I'm going to come to your house.